This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Carm Capriato here, and join me each and every week for insights from my guest host and an industry first, a live virtual job tour, a Take the Automotive Trivia Challenge, Unwrap Your Fortune of the Week, and a whole lot more. The video version of this show is on aftermarketweekly.com. Good to have you here. We're in the Dorman OE Fix studio, and uh, we're broadcasting live today. Hey, we have a, a fun show for you, as you all have come to appreciate and realize as we do this live every Tuesday at noon. Uh, with me is John Manellis. Hello, John. Let me see. we got to get you up on the screen. Hey, John. Hi, Tom. Hey, good to have you here, man. You know, you are part of uh, probably the one of the most fun 25 minutes in the automotive industry where we also have not only some great wisdom shared and some banter between you and I, because this is what I do in the industry, about a great topic that you brought to us. We're also going to have a shop tour, and that's uh, that's going to be really cool. So, John, you're with Auto Care Plus, five stores out of New Hampshire and Maine. Man. I got to tell you, uh, we've done a couple of episodes together, and I actually want to put up a slide about that in, in a minute. Oh, there it is. Oh, thank you, Rick. Uh, I did a podography on you, John, and you and your wife, Karen, were so kind to come on. And um, he tells this great story. We were electrical engineers, and now now we own five shops and counting out in the uh, in the New England area. And also, requirements for adding a branch store with Town Hall Academy uh, 205. That was phenomenal. What an episode we had. And if anyone was ever thinking of or wanting to grow a shop, you you and the other two guests just nailed it. And so thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. For, I mean, we've had, I've actually had a lot of people reach out to me since then. So Oh, good. I'm glad to hear yeah. it because, uh, you know, you, you have great, great wisdom to share. Let, let's do the agenda for today. We're going to talk about management meetings. John's going to share management meetings. Of course, we're going to go on a shop tour. I'll tell you who that shop tour is in a minute. Of course, we are going to open up a trivia. Or we're going to have trivia, and we're going to open up your fortune of the day, open up a fortune cookie. I always have fun doing that because that's my lunch, you see. <laughs> that's my lunch. Kevin Donahoe, Kevin Donahoe at Pacific Motor Service, Monterey, California. We are in New England with John and out in Monterey, California with Kevin, and he'll be joining us uh, in about, uh, in about a, maybe a dozen or 13 minutes. Do you know that we took the podcast and we made we took Aftermarket Weekly, the show, the TV audio, the video show, we made it a podcast. So if you sign up on your favorite uh, listening app from any one of the great services and, and type in or search for Aftermarket Weekly, now you'll be able to, if you missed the show live, which many people can do, it's a busy, we're busy at this time of the day and it's a big industry, you can actually listen to the show and not miss one fun thing. Okay, the trivia for today is this, the rare what's the rarest and most expensive car in the world based on a 2018 auction. You may just fall over and and realize how expensive this particular car is and actually who owned the car. And if you've got any comments or questions for John or Kevin, we'd love to have you here. 
and uh, play with us in this uh, in this wonderful arena we call social media. Hey, you know Dorman gives people greater freedom to fix vehicles by constantly developing new repair solutions that put owners and technicians first. Now, by always innovating, Dorman has led the way in growing the aftermarket. Now, here you'll see a few examples of a Dorman OE fix. An OE fix is a Dorman repair solution you can't get from the original equipment manufacturer. And it means they found a situation where they believe the OEM wasn't giving repair professionals what they wanted, so we fixed it. Everything Dorman does is centered around providing customer value, both in the quality of products and the creativity of solutions. Our engineers and designers, well, they go out of their way to save repair technicians time and save vehicle owners money. Hey, you want to really go under the hood? Take the Dorman virtual tour on the web at dormanproducts.com forward slash tour. Are you ready? Let's uh, let's do this thing on uh, management meetings, uh, leading, say, a, a weekly management. Uh, glad to have you here. Thanks for the great topic. Hey, thank you for having me again, Carm. Um, yeah, I was just, uh, as we grew into seven stores, it became more and more evident that we needed a way to communicate more more timely without having to be together. And so, yeah, we started doing online meetings and in-person meetings a while back. But full disclosure, I got my idea out of a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. So it was um, where I stole the ideas, if you will. We, we basically follow that uh, you know, weekly agenda. And then we also get together quarterly in person for an entire day on a Saturday uh, offsite. Sometimes it's at, at the headquarters. Um, we try to get it offsite if we can. The last two meetings, honestly, with COVID have been Zoom type meetings. We've been forced to do that. But again, the, the weekly agenda, everybody, it's an hour and a half. Everybody is there religiously. Uh, it's my whole management, or I call it the leadership team. And so we have um, the managers, the store managers of each store and or an assistant manager if the store manager is or they're being promoted or um, trained to come up. So so this, we also have the marketing director there. We have Karen and I, the owners. We have my general manager. And we also have uh, the accounting department and an HR uh, representative. So everybody from every walk of um, management expertise is there. What time of the day do you hold it? We do it at noon on Mondays. Um, again, it's trying to you know set, set the week off you know, let them get through their Monday morning rush. And then everybody knows that, you know, they have this one and a half hour meeting from noon to one thirty, And then we have a little breakout session after for anybody who, who needs, you know, individual time. Um, it may happen right after the meeting or it may happen, you know, later on in the week. Your, your team, your, uh, I'm necessarily not your team, but your cluster of stores is what, a hundred miles, if you will. Yeah. We're, you know, three hours away from, from the headquarters, uh, one location. Most locations are about an hour and a half or more. Okay. So it's perfect to have a Zoom meeting. Will you ever go back to face-to-face? -face? We always do the quarterly face-to-face. -face. Um, okay. That's important. That's smart. Um, yeah. And then that way we, you know, we're off site typically and we're able to hash through a lot more issues. But I mean, you know, as for the agenda, I mean, that's I have some notes here. I mean, we, we basically have a, um, you know, a segue, if you will, where everybody just tells you about last week's personal best business news, best personal news type of thing. And then we we go right into um, 
our, our KPIs, our scorecard, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty elaborate dashboard. Um, I can go over some of what we discuss after, but uh, then we go into um, a quick goal review. So at the quarterly meetings, we make quarterly goals. The weekly is just a basic go around the room, touch, you know, are you on track or off track? Do you need any help kind of thing with the goal review? And then, you know, then we have any kind of customer complaints or, or good, you know, things that happen, good reviews, um, any employee news or any employee, you know, good or bad headlines from the employees at the stores just to, you know, make sure, you know, and we all learn from it. If there's a customer complaint, we, we discuss it as a group kind of thing. Um, and how we handled it, how we could have handled it differently. And then we get into the, you know, the to-do list, if you will. And that's where we, we discuss um, the issues that everybody, you know, brought up at the last quarterly meeting and any issues that come up on a weekly basis. Um, and these are not like nitty gritty store detail issues. Like, you know, how do I, you know, buy rock salt or something like that? You know, that isn't uh, what it's meant for. It's more bigger process issues so that, you know, this is the whole reason we get together is to, is to talk about process and procedures and then, and then how we uh, assign somebody to, you know, spearhead the, the process uh, or the problem. And then uh, we discuss it, we prioritize it, and then we solve it. And that's kind of the, the gist of it. And then, um, you know, we recap what needs to be discussed the following week and, uh, and that's what our weekly meeting is about. And the, and the scorecard takes up a lot of time for us because we have seven stores. Uh, unfortunately, um, sometimes we we skim through it quickly because we have issues that we would rather get through. But I believe the scorecard is a is a is a big part of it that um, helps us keep everybody on the same page because it's the scoreboard. And if you're not watching the scoreboard, it's really hard to adjust. John, you don't have to have multiple stores to do this. I mean, how many shop owners do you know that have a single store do this? Uh, not a lot, actually. A lot of guys in my group, because it, we, we, we discussed it in our 20 group, and the book actually was a share item by one of the group members. A lot of the guys with you know one store and a lot of the guys with you know two or three stores embraced it. And so... You know, we used to do it when we had one store. It wasn't this format, but it was, we always had a weekly meeting as far as I can remember. So um, it's real important that you, you know, especially on one store, you can get your technicians involved. You can get your, because uh, the idea of the manager is supposed to go back and have these kind of meetings with his own staff and bring back, you know, the higher level stuff, but also the day to day operation stuff where they have their issues and they handle it in a similar way. How, how about the people side of the business? It's a, it's, it's always a moving target. Do you bring up the people, any people issues or do you save that for private? It depends. I mean, we, we discuss it certainly as a group that, that comes up almost weekly with um, hiring and, and firing issues. If there's a disciplinary thing, that's something we'll take and do privately first if there's something that everybody can learn from later, we'll we'll bring it up as a as an as a learning experiment or teaching experiment. But certainly, if it's discipline involved, it's usually just it's usually the people involved only. So not only processes and people, but are you are you t- talking about marketing and, and and customers at the meetings? Yes, because we have the marketing director there. Any any kind of mar- marketing piece that we go with for the month will. Um, we usually email that out to all the managers so they know what's coming. Um, then 
like we're, we're doing a fleet brochure over right now. And last week's meeting, we talked about, you know, we went over the brochure itself. Um, everybody has their input on, you know, what they would like to see, if anything different. Um, so they get a chance to have input on it. Hey, John, um, there's a question in uh, social media from Facebook. How did you come up with your process and procedures booklet? Now, I've heard unbelievable stories of how this happens. How did you do it? Trial by fire, really. I mean, we, we, A, this, this, this process that we follow here, these issues that we solve every week, you know, right now we're, we're solving an auto vitals process issue and, you know, we're documenting it and that becomes part of our SOP. So it's, it's really, and that's part of this, this whole process. If you read the book is documenting it and making it part of your you know, your manager's book, if you want to call it that. Well, I hope one day you go through the complete EOS system. I hear for many shop owners, it has been a phenomenal and important move. I know Barry Barrett in our industry is a, is a leader in that case. And me and Barry are going to do some, we're going to do like six or seven episodes over the course of this year talking about EOS, the entrepreneur operating system of which, you know, Traction's one of the books from Gino Wickman. Yeah, I'm Barry. I know Barry well. So. Good, cool. Yeah, me too. Uh, God, I've broken bread with Barry bunches of times, and, and I'm, I'm happy for him and where he is and how he is helping people in the industry. Uh, yeah, involving your people in creating this process is one of the biggest keys. It's, shop owners don't have to go this thing alone. They basically need to say, "Hey, listen, we've got to have a, a process and a procedure on answering the phone, guys. Start it up. Let's let's figure it out." Yeah, no, that's a big part of it. I think, you know, I, I, when I need something, you know, explained and documented, I tell them, you know, to document how they're doing it. And then because we have multiple stores, we have multiple different ways that they do it. And um, that's what we're trying to avoid. And that's one of the big issues we're having with Auto Vitals right now is the actual inspection process and how each store is doing something a little different. So we're, we're going to nail it down to this is one way that we do it here, and uh, and everybody's going to get on board with doing it that way. Hey, this was great. Thank you for motivating the people in our industry to have meetings. And and if you're not having the kind of formal that John is having, you need to have what pe- a lot of guys call these toolbox meetings where, you know, if it's every Monday at 8.15, we're going to go out and hang around a toolbox and spend 10 minutes and or assign someone in the shop with a with a team or, or you know meeting lead, but involvement, 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 and consistency, and 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 you can't let them you can't let them miss it. Right. That's that. You know you have to be there. I've heard so many stories about uh, somebody comes in late or they, they they took a car out for a test drive and they actually missed the meeting. It says, "Hey, what did I miss? What did I miss?" And it ends up becoming part of the culture of your company. Yeah, and that's, there's always an excuse. You know there's always something on fire at the shop, so you really got to block off the time and tell people you're not available. Well, so. hey, thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Now, don't forget, everyone, that we archive every one of these episodes on the website, aftermarketweekly.com. You can see all the videos. You can see all the podcasts. They're there. We don't, for, we don't just set it and forget it because, of course, social media is here. But, hey, how can I go back and listen to something AJ did, you know, or now John's episode? So you can always do that. Hey, let's do the fortune of the week. John, are you ready for your fortune of the week? I'm ready. <laughs> here we go, baby. Here it is. This is this is life changing right here. Okay, right here. I love this part of the show. Do you have to buy Chinese food for this? <laughs> oh no, I actually didn't. 
I bought like 50 fortune cookies and now nice. I keep getting ads for buying all the stuff at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> oh, nice. that damn social media. Uh, cut through organizational impediments and get some real work done. Wow, that's interesting. There's has a business quote here. Cut through organizational impediments and get some real work done. So I bet you you don't have any impediments in your company. I mean, it's, you know, that's what you guys do. Make it lean and mean, right? Every day. So how cool is that? Hey, um, latest episode we released today a brainstorming on shop ownership with Chris Cotton. We had fun. We got in the studio, hardly an agenda, and we just talked about, hey, so I'm going to buy a shop. I, I'm going to start a shop. And and Chris just kind of dumped having a, been a former shop owner, been in the industry 40 years, and being a coach in the industry. It was It's just a great episode. And, and I need to encourage you all to – the next episode that I want to share with you that we released last Friday was – a, you know, okay, Carmel, you interviewed these three guys and you paid homage to them and you clapped a lot. No, I didn't. This was a phenomenal episode with Brian Sump, Norm Schultz, and Jason Sexton. They're all the winners from Apex 2020. But here's the point. I asked the question. So guys, let's talk about the interaction between the owner, service advisor, and the technician. And it went places I never expected this show to go. It is so worth your listen. Please put it on your homework list. And when Norm Schultz said, I had to reinvent myself, you couldn't hear a pin drop on the show. It, th this was a very transparent, very emotional show for everybody who, who was, who was uh, there. I love what I do, and this is why I podcast, because of shows like what we're doing right now and everything that I do where there's always teaching and learning moments. But this one, this one was extra special. Hello, Mr. Kevin Donahoe out there in Monterey, California. How are you, man? I'm doing great, Carm. Thanks for having me on, and welcome you and your whole tribe to Monterey. <laughs> The whole try, yeah. We're in New England, and we're in on the West Coast, and and I'm jealous because we have a foot a foot and a half of snow over the last two days. And Kevin, I don't see any ice or snow in Monterey. <laughs> no, no. It was yesterday. It was 75 degrees in town. So I'm jealous, my friend. Hey, we'd love to see your place, a neighborhood professional service center. This is going to be great. That's right. So my company, Pacific Motor Service, it's the oldest independent shop on the peninsula. It's been around since 1947. And just to give you a context or at least a frame of reference, if you've been to Monterey, you know where we are. Uh, the wharf is literally across the street from me, that way. Wow. About uh, half a block, and you're in the Pacific Ocean going swimming. So it's a, it's a very cool place to be. Cool. Good for you. So we have two locations. This is our downtown Monterey shop. Are you guys practicing COVID? I see you are. Oh, yeah. Yep, it's a COVID, COVID environment. So we have two ETI specialists here on the counter. This is our little waiting room. Although in the COVID world, we've uh, abandoned the waiting room. Got it. So this is something we're really proud of. It's part of who we are and, and what we do. And we proudly display them, our standards, our elevator story and our, our values, and we talk about that with our customers. They like to know who we are and what we do and why we do it, and this speaks to it. 
and it's really a big part of who we are. We're in the process of painting and kind of remodeling as well, so the shop is a little bit askew as well. Yeah, we hear a lot, a lot going on, Kevin and John, about painting and fixing up and cleaning up, and, and I don't know if it's because of COVID or it's just, hey, listen, these are things that have to be done if we want to continue to stay, uh, keep great people and good customers. Exactly. You know, it's so the buildings for us are they're important. These are old buildings. This building was built in 1950. And keeping an old shop like this going and working is important. But it's uh, it's not nearly as important as the people that are within the building. I view these buildings like a, a church, if you will. It's an important place to go, but it's the, it's the people that make up the church. It's the body of Christ lives on all of us. And for the people that I get to work with day in and day out, the men and women, it's really important that we invest in them as much, if not more so, than we invest in these these buildings that we have. So that's really the, the fun part of this is I get to work with some amazing people that do amazing work. Uh, Michael and Daly are here. They're our young bucks. Michael came to us right out of school as did Daly, and they've been with us now for quite a few years. This little parts area, <clears throat> some countertops for the parts and techs, little lunch area. You know, it's so interesting. A guy, I want to mention to you that at an interview that I recently did where COVID really had an, a big impact on the business, they took the chairs out of the lunchroom so that the team couldn't eat close together. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah, well, because they were devastated with COVID. Yeah, it's been different. It's been a very different year for us. We have... We have shuttle services for our shops, and we have two stores, and we've abandoned the shuttle service and replaced it with a concierge pickup and delivery system that works fairly well to deal with some of the inefficiencies that can come from that. We changed our point-of-sale software. I want to ask this question to you, Kevin, and to John. I recently read and or was speaking to someone about virtual service, and you kind of mentioned concierge, Kevin, mm-hmm. and that is that customers are saying, listen, I know I can come there and get a touchless environment, clean, you know, a clean car uh, when I get it back. But they're also liking the idea that, hey, listen, I'm working from home. I'm a virtual employee now. Can I have virtual service? Will you come and pick up my car? They said, as long as it didn't cost any more, I want to play in that arena. So I obviously you got to you got to add it to your labor rate. But to me, if we're not promoting virtual service as well as touch-free, then I think we're making a mistake. We do quite a bit of the concierge work, <clears throat> and we to help in that, we made the, the payment process seamless for people. Both John and Kevin, a question came in from Fernando Gordon. Are all your techs paid the same, salary, straight commission, or flat rate, or a combination of all the above? Yeah, I'm a I'm a combination of all the above. Everybody beats to a different drum. So we have flat rate, we have hourly, we have commission style, you know, build out. The more hours you build, the more you make type of thing. So service advisors are all on performance-based pay with a salary. So yeah, we pay our technicians by the hour and they have incentives as well. Uh, some of it's related, portion of it's related to production. Uh, we have other factors that go into it as well that that boost their pay, their base pay rate. 
our, our ATIs, they're, they're paid a salary, and then they have a commission based on sales and some other metrics. So a lot of it is based on education. Honest to God, I, I keep hearing that you cannot have a singular pay plan, John, to your point. And I love the fact that our team is willing not to worry about what the guy to the left or the right of him earns, long as you know he feels comfortable in his skin as to what he's earning, then it works. And you both found that to be true. Yes. Education is, it's huge for us. Our companies are, they're neighborhood garages. They're small, four, six bay shops. We have just under 20 people that work uh, collectively for the company. But we do quite a bit of training on Monday mornings from eight to nine o'clock. There's a technical training class that I host, more the technical guy. My general manager on Wednesday mornings hosts a professional leadership and development class from 6.30 to 8. It's vitally important, especially the, the Wednesday morning class. Well, your general manager, Kevin, uh, Jim Hayes, has been on the show a couple of times. And, uh, and I, just, I just love him. He's a, he's, he's a leadership guy, like you say, a former Army guy, um, great background. And it's, it's always good to, to, to have Jim Hayes and you, Kevin, on the show. Well, any, any comments, John, or uh, on what you saw there? I mean, does it look like a beautiful Monterey kind of small, niche shop? I love that. It's a very beautiful, uh, nice and clean. I give you some kudos there, Kevin. Nice and clean shop. And it, yeah, you. people are proud to, you know, employees like to come and work in a place they can say they're proud to work in. And I think having a clean shop. Um, and again, for customers, that you know, first impression is you only get one chance for that, and uh, got to make sure that you you step outside your business once in a while and and look at it like a customer is looking at it for the first time. Because we get caught up in the day to day, we we forget look you know what the building looks like, what the property looks like. You know, we got snow all over the place in the winter time, but in the spring, you know, we have the landscaping done and all that kind of stuff. So, it's really important uh, every week. The, one of the ETIs, we have uh, the two guys you saw, and then we have uh, Beatrice and Arthur in our Pacific Grove location. And every week, one of them comes to the other shop and we do a walkthrough. We provide a written report to the, to the shop, and then they have a week to get after it. So it's a continual process of improvement. Yeah, we we definitely got to do a better job of uh, staying on top of that on some of my guys. So <laughs> I like that idea. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks to uh, Kevin Donahoe, uh, Pacific Motor Service, Monterey, California. And don't go anywhere, guys. Uh, John uh, Manila's Auto Care Plus. Uh, next week, we're doing Brian Sump from Urbana Auto Care, Denver, Colorado. He was uh, one of the Apex winners. And we're going out to Orcellus Triana at Green's Garage in Miami, Florida to, to get a shop tour. Please, I'm, you're going to hear a lot from me this year on apprenticing. And if you want to get a blueprint or at least get motivated on how to do it, please, please listen to episode 605 on how to implement your own apprentice program. These three guys uh, are, are aces at this. I know there's many apprentice programs around the country. Many associations have them. It doesn't matter which one you have. But here's my, here's my soapbox team industry. Listen hard. Listen strong. Stop complaining about shortages of technicians. Stop complaining about the quality of people that I can hire and start seating your own bench. And so four or five years down the road, you'll have a couple of great people. They're either going to stay with you or they're going to leave. 
but the details on how to implement, how to start, how to get state to grant money, how to track the performance, how to build a mentor, how to find technicians, it's all in this episode. It's not the be-all and end-all, but I want you to use this episode to motivate you to start an apprentice program. I'm telling you, I, I've never felt stronger about it. So thanks for thanks for listening to my to my little mini rant there. Hey, let's finish up the show here. The rarest and most expensive car in the world is based on June 2018 auction, and it is the Ferrari 250 GTO, the Gran Turismo Amlogato. At auction, it paid it, it was purchased for 70 million. Now it's the rarest car in the world, they say. Uh, the the the, uh, the the Ferrari 250 GTO. It's a rare diamond designed and cared for by Enzo Ferrari himself. In June 2018, the 64 Ferrari 250 GTO became the most expensive car in history, setting an all-time record-selling price of 70 million dollars. Who bought it? Uh, They didn't go on to explain that, and I'm sure that was one of those private investor things. Jay Leno, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, honest to God. Yeah, Jay Leno. Hey, look at, uh, great to see you all here. If you want us to tour your shop, just send me an email, carmataftermarketweekly.com. Catch me on Facebook. Send me a message. Love to have you. If you want to come on like John did and just share one of your passions about the success that you have in your business, love to have you. So, John, Kevin, uh, and my producer, Rick, in the background, uh, thank you so, so much for being here, everyone.